again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? This is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. I'm, I'm feeling a little hungry. All right. Very well. And in... The Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Good. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, everybody that's listening, welcome to the Dark Discussions podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, who are we if you are new to the podcast? Uh, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is the actual first podcast uh, that was created uh, maybe 12 or so, 13 years ago, something like that. Just had our anniversary, uh, just like, four days ago i think uh but uh what we do here we basically talk about horror films sci-fi fantasies thrillers techno thrillers mysteries grindhouse art house midnight movies drive-in fair cult films foreign language and so forth basically we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence uh, we do have an uh, email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com, or you can email us through our website, which is www.darkdiscussions.com, and there's a contact us link there as well, and it'll open up an email box. Um, now, Eric, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? They can find the link to our Patreon page. Patreon allows you to contribute to your online artists financially. Producing this podcast is not free, so you can uh, do that there. Uh, we have to pay for things like uh, movie rentals and computer equipment and web servers and domain names and all that fun stuff. So if you want to help us offset the cost of producing the show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash discussions or click on the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. We appreciate any and all contributions. Indeed, indeed. And folks can actually find uh, the Dark Discussions podcast besides on www.darkdiscussions.com. They also can find the podcast wherever podcasts are found. So wherever you uh, go to listen to podcasts, uh, we will be there. Uh, just type in Dark Discussions podcast and it will pop up and you can subscribe. And uh, also, uh, Mike, on like Apple podcasts, uh, what can people do to help us out on Apple podcasts? Uh, they can leave a review, uh, go to whatever your podcast app is, and click on hopefully five stars, uh, and that will help boost our, our rating, our place in the feed, uh, get us more notification, and further our aims to taking over the world. Indeed. And also, you can uh, uh, go to the darkdiscussions.com uh group I mean, or website i should say and on that website choose the the podcast episode that you're listening like this one here and you can share the podcast on social media so uh you can share it to your facebook page or your twitter account or instagram uh whatever you you use uh always sharing uh the podcast uh helps as well um all right so uh what's going on here is that's pretty much 
the house cleaning except for one thing, which is today is March 30th, 2023, that we're recording this because some of our listeners like Pam are always curious when we uh, record our episodes because we sometimes do not release the episodes immediately. Um, sometimes it's it's just uh, due to uh, timing and we want to get a, a more uh, um, well-known film out or a film that's at theaters and VOD, you can you can watch it anytime. And sometimes it's it's uh, quality control where we we uh, edit and update the podcast to try to make it sound as good as it can. Because uh, occasionally uh, an episode may uh, not be up to sound quality because of weather or whatever, and uh, so that sometimes takes them a little longer to get out. Uh, but all in all, uh, we do have episodes weekly that we release. Um, all right, so uh, with that, um, Eric. What are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, we're talking about a film that's currently available for digital rental called Candyland. I know what it is you do. There is still time for you. We'll show you the way to the kingdom of heaven. Repent, or you will be left for the final cleansing. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing back here? Are you okay? What's this? She's from that weirdo cult. I think they're gonna leave for heaven before the rest of us. Was that your mother? Yeah. What happened to her? You don't want to call this kind of thing in. It just creates more problems. Now we just have to clean it up. Are you going to go home? You can't go home. We have a rule. You stay, you work. But if you work, we take care of you. Because it's rough out there. You got a mouth? Clean it. You a good buddy? Sure I am. Looking for a little fun. Your mind has been poisoned, and I know it is not your fault. You are so beautiful. Oh, you don't have to be scared. I couldn't hurt a fly. I am ready for you. ourselves of this world and then we will leave it that's right candyland is a uh technically i think it's a 2022 film because it did festival circuit that doesn't count 2023 Exactly. So what I we do is 2021. If I saw the copyright. 2023. But. Yeah. So it it was released everywhere um, uh, this year, meaning 2023. Uh, so it became available uh, to watch by general audiences. Therefore, it is as Eric said, 2023. Wide uh, release. Wide release. No pun intended. Um, the 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 movie. Uh, is directed and written by John Swab, uh, and uh, has a, a cast of um, 
uh, actually one, one big name, and then a, a lot of uh, well-known names in the genre, even though uh, the, you may not know the names, you may look at them and go, oh yeah, I know that person from this film or that film. Okay, the one I was totally surprised about did not look like himself at all. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we have uh, people that have been in, in horror films from last year, like X, that's in this and, and various other films uh, and then whatnot. But uh, this actors uh, of note and actresses of note are Olivia Lucardi. Uh, she's probably best known for uh, television and also It Follows. Um, my, my wife uh, walked in on me watching the film and says, oh, I know that actress. She's on one of my favorite shows. She's on East New York. Uh, so that's a, a big show right now that she's on. And she was on a... Um, a bunch of other shows as well as well as the Deuce on HBO and another a bunch of uh, uh, indie films too. Um, and oddly, myself and uh, Barrett actually interviewed her for an indie film like two years ago on the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Yeah, she was uh, a lot of fun to interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we did Zoom, and so so we we got to see her and everything. She was pretty cool. She she had a blast talking to us, um, and she joined us because the director he couldn't make it, and and he never made it, and so it was just us two and her, and it was supposed to be the director there too. So she stayed on, and we had an hour conversation with her. It was pretty awesome, and you can find that episode on Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Uh, now we did. It must be nice to see even more of her in this movie. Yeah. Um, but you can uh, actually. Uh, uh, find that podcast uh, on um, the DocDiscussions.com website and just uh, search for um, Go, Don't Go, or her name, which is Olivia Lacardi. And just as info, we did um, finally interview the director as well, just not that night. Exactly, yeah. So so we had we had uh, two two separate nights. Uh, she didn't return for the second, it was, so it was just him the second time. And so we merged the two interviews together as a hour and an hour. So it was pretty cool. Um, and also Sam Corden, uh, Eden Brolin, Owen Campbell, Virginia Rand, uh, William Baldwin, which is, I think who, uh, you were referring to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't even know it was him either until, uh, like a few, uh, maybe an hour before this podcast, uh, Turner, uh, among other folk, um, the film is getting a, a, a pretty good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's at seventy-seven percent, uh, with uh, twenty-two reviews, and four of those reviews are by top critics, including the New York Times and the Los Angeles Times, and um, all the top critics gave it uh, a a red tomato rather than a rotten tomato. Um, so that's pretty much all I got. Um, so I guess we can go around and discuss uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. Um, so I'll start because I was one that um, originally brought it to folks' attentions. Um, it was one of the weeks that I knew we didn't have anything planned to do or I didn't think we did until Eric mentioned there was some a film coming out at the theaters, but I, I, I hadn't noticed. And so we moved uh, and went to the, do that one, the one that came out at theaters. And I can't even remember what that film was, but um, this one, I, I just basically did, did what you usually do, Eric, which is go to Apple movies, press uh, horror 
and then it lists all the brand new horror films and one through 55 or something like that. And this was one of them that was there and I saw that it was getting good reviews. Uh, so I suggested it. Um, and eventually four weeks later, we, we are now doing it. Um, so I saw this film, um, during the morning before, uh, work and, uh, also, uh, my lunch hour. Um, it was, uh, interesting film because I, I was oddly was going to, th- was thinking that it wasn't going to be what it was because Barrett had seen it earlier and he was mentioning that he felt it was a drama, but as, as he probably found out once you watch the whole film, it's, it's more than a drama. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Right. Um, the film is, uh, I think is really good. Uh, I was actually surprised how great it was. And the reason I felt it was great was because it had all these twists and characters that were unexpected who, was the lead and then who had what motivations. And, uh, so there was, I felt there was a lot of twists and then the ending was, was, was came out of nowhere too, but it, it actually works. And it was like, Holy smokes. Um, so I, I love this film. Um, it was really good. Uh, I read some reviews about it and, um, they said, this is like a film that Quentin Tarantino would have loved if, uh, it had been part of his childhood, because uh, this is the type of film that he would like. And, uh, yeah, I give it a big thumbs up. Um, this could be a top ten horror film of the year for me. Uh, and for a small film, indie film, um, it, it was re- really well written. And uh, the acting was pretty solid, too. And if you like Grindhouse, uh, the blood and boobs are, are pretty pretty uh, rock on for that, too. So, uh, yeah, a very good film. Uh, and I would highly recommend it. Uh, let's go for you, Barrett. Which name did you say? Yeah, we Barrett. Know, Barrett or I, Eric? I meant to say Eric, and then Barrett came out. So I guess <laughs> we'll go with you, Barrett, because it kind of... <laughs> uh, He's in Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard, exactly. too. I really Barrett, Barrett Dundarian? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, so we'll, we'll go with Barrett, then. We'll go with Barrett. Right. I meant to say Eric, though, but yeah, Barrett, you go first. So... I liked this film generally, but there's something that it was missing for me and I can't quite place my finger on it. Um, it, it just, uh, it felt flat in emotion to me more than I felt it should have. Um, and it didn't, it didn't pull me one way or another. Um, there weren't a lot of likable characters, which is fine. I, I can deal with that, but something about it just did not hit me right. So I, I wouldn't, I didn't love it like Phil did. I do like a lot of the things they did in this movie. Um, and I thought the acting was mostly fine. Um, so generally, I thought it was well-written and fairly good script, but something was missing. And I wouldn't say it was heart. But it was something else, and I can't explain it. So maybe somebody else feels the same way and has a better idea of how to put it into words. But that that's how I felt about the movie. Well, we're going to talk about the film for the next hour or so, so maybe maybe we'll figure it out what 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 it is that you have your finger on, but you just don't know what your finger is on. Yeah. Um, let's go with you, Eric. Um, it took me a little while to get into this movie. I didn't. Uh, the beginning of the movie felt really sleazy and gross uh, to me, so I was I was not having a good time at at the beginning of the movie. Um. As it went along, I think it got better. Um, there's uh, 
have one huge problem uh, with the story, which we'll get into post spoiler. Um, I, I, I will strongly disagree with Phil um, that the ending came out of nowhere. I, I think it was actually pretty telegraphed if you were paying attention um, to a certain conversation that happened earlier in the movie. Um, but I liked it. I, I, and, and the ending is actually what got me back on board. Um, so, um, I had to struggle, um, to, to get past the first half hour of this movie. Um, but after that, I started getting into it and I actually really enjoyed the ending. Um, so over, over and all between the dislike at the beginning and the like at the ending, it ended up being kind of middle of the road for me all around. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go to you, Mike. All right. So I'm going to say somewhere in between Bill and Eric. I liked the movie. I, I didn't think it was the the buttered bread uh, of, of all films. It was it was fine. Um, I will say it set a record uh, for the for the podcast because very often when Phil picks a random obscure streaming video, uh, you know, like direct to video movie, I often wonder, I wonder why Phil wanted to pick this film. And this one, I think answered the question about three seconds. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know why. Okay. So, um, yeah, I agree with Phil, with, with Eric, that the start is sleazy and gross and, um, it's supposed to be, uh, I don't know that they do a great job of building empathy for, some of the characters, which I think we're supposed to have because it's so sleazy and gross and they're so into what they're doing that they don't. That might be what it is, Mike. I think you just put your finger on it. The, the lack of empathy for the characters is what I think pulls it away for me. Sorry. I don't well, to interrupt, but right. No, they, they, these, these characters are they're They're hookers at a, at a, at a truck stop. And, and, you know that that's what they do. Is they have sex with men at a truck stop for money, um, and it is a sleazy setup. It's a sleaze. I mean, they don't do anything to pretty it up, and they don't do anything to make it. You know, they don't they don't give the Julia Roberts treatment, right? There's no pretty woman treatment going going <laughs> on here. Um, it's 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 gross. And it's the one though that they think that they give you that I get some sympathy for. Uh, is the guy, and because he's, you, you kind of see him get abused a bit by uh, by Baldwin for taking advantage of, and in a way you don't really. I, I'm trying to think. I don't remember seeing so much with the girls, and when the girls are doing things like exposing themselves to the preacher's son, now that 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 feels like eh, that feels off to me as a as a. Uh, not that I can't believe they would do it, but that's just pleasing gross in a way that does not build empathy for those characters for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a great lifestyle. It's not a place I want to spend a whole lot of time. And I certainly have empathy for anybody who is in those positions. And you do have a lot of people put into these situations and they're exploited and taking care and so forth. Um, and you know, be much nicer if they could do it above board, and you know, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, be able to do it in cleaner conditions. This is set in, by the way, nineteen ninety five, ninety six, something like that. Um, it's in the mid nineties. I remember that. Uh, Wait, so I this movie I, takes place in the mid nineties. 
Yeah. Okay. I don't know why they did that because this is not a film where I thought. Was that a like a card that came up at some point that I missed? Yeah, in the beginning, I think. Oh, all right. So, so yeah, I mean, I think you're you're gonna go. They didn't need to worry about cell phones, right? Is that what you were trying to say? Right. Yeah. There's no point in the film where I'm going like, oh yeah, because if they had a cell phone, they would that this this never would have happened. There's that that does not happen in the film. There, I do have a little. There's a little bit of suspension of disbelief in terms of bodies. Because there was a <laughs> body yeah, count. We'll get into that later, Mike. Uh, once I knew who the killer was, all I knew is that it was a sex hit, you know, <laughs> at this truck stop, uh, and somebody's killing them. I didn't know who. Once they established who's killing them, uh, I didn't find it all that unpredictable, and I did see the ending coming. That it was not necessarily a bad thing, because I think they pay it off well. Um, but yeah, I think this works a little better as a drama than as a horror film. Uh, the kills are there. There's there's uh, like five or six kills, but it's not. Um, if you're like, it's it's not like well, it kind of sort of follows the slasher format, and that it does like, like the, the killing one character off at a time. None of the kills are like over the top. And, you know, the way that you would get from, say, a Friday the 13th or a Halloween film where they're trying to outdo each other. It's basically somebody's staff. So if you're looking for that kind of a horror film, that's not going to be it. It is much leads a little more on the dark drama side than it does on, does on the horror side. Though it obviously has a, a killer killing a whole bunch of people. So it does have that horror part. So I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that ski, it's, this is not one you most people are going to want to sit down and watch with mom. I'll say that much. All right, sounds good. Um, all right, so that's our, our opinions on the film. So, uh, Eric, do we have a IMDb wiki, Rotten Tomato? Wiki, wiki. Why did you start expanding that, by the way? I don't know. You just you used to say wiki, and it was wonderful. Now it's just just long and and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it at wiki. Wiki wiki. A seemingly naive and devout young woman finds her way in the underground world of truck stop sex workers, aka lot lizards. All right, that's that's a a, a weird one because it it doesn't tell you that what the, the story is about. It it just makes it sound like it's going to be a straight drama, which which technically um, it does have some drama in it, but. There's a lot more here, too, uh, which is something like uh, a woman who lands up in uh, as a lot lizard and uh, may find out something worse that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I but it, it takes a while to get there. That's the, you know, yeah. so it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, all right. So uh, what we do here on uh, Dark Discussions for our new listeners, uh, basically, uh, we talk general stuff at first so maybe we'll talk about um grindhouse movies or throwback type films and things like that maybe we'll talk a little bit about um uh the the, the people that are in the film or behind the scenes uh and we generally talk about stuff like that maybe slashers things related to the film but then at a certain point we'll throw up a spoiler alert and at that point we will uh, talk about everything including uh the twists and turns uh, the reveal of of things, whatever, because we don't just review films on this podcast. We critique and dissect as well. Uh, so, uh, 
you will be uh, warned when we do throw up the spoiler alert. Um, all right, so before we do that, we just talk about general stuff here. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, both you, Eric, and, and you, Mike, mentioned that um, it was a kind of trashy beginning. And generally, that you know, th- those type of films back in, in the Grindhouse days kind of had that feel. But, again, if, if the, the, the topic is going to be what are called lot lizards, or for more uh, generic term would be prostitutes that work at truck stops. Um, it w- most certainly would 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 be kind of gross, I guess, or or, or sleazy. Um, and and there's parts that makes I know I know some of you folks said that the empath- empathy for some of the characters didn't work for you, but you know uh, anybody who is in that lifestyle, I could see that become a little jaded and a little defensive and maybe even damaged uh, even before they do it. So, you know, some of them may do it because they just have bad luck. Some may do it because they got into drugs. Some may do it because uh, they're just bad people. I, I don't know, but obviously I, I'm sure none of them ever thought or, or preferred to have that lifestyle, but that's, um, a, that's, that's not how I think they portray those characters at the start of the film. All right. right. Is, is that they, I don't think they portray them as characters who are stuck in this lifestyle. No, uh, it's like they can leave any time. Yeah. And 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 then they do drag somebody else into that life with them. Um and, and if someone thinks I'm trying to judge the characters, I'm not. It's not I'm well aware in real life this is not a great situation for people to be in. Uh it is it is often horrible and exploitative. Um and certainly, I imagine in, in this particular circumstance, but, you know. But um, a lot of these women, you know, are abused and and put up with a lot. But uh, and men, because there's one of the one of the people there is is a is a guy. But they don't emphasize that much, right? They don't show you much of the downside. It's mostly the guy that they they do because they're like the scene. Mm-hmm. With, um, they well, and honestly, I, I agree with you that <laughs> Levi was by far the most sympathetic character in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, William Baldwin, for what it's worth, um, did a very good job of playing a creepy mofo in in this in this yeah. movie. I thought he was really awesome. Totally awful. agree. Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. Which he is what awesome. he was supposed to be. So he did a good job. Um, no, yeah, the whole no, thing I'm to Levi was the, just, yeah. I'm willing to grant that it's possible that being that uh, we have uh, – for uh, penis-bearing people doing this podcast, uh, <laughs> that that may make us more empathetic towards the one male lead in this. Well, possibly, film. but I also uh, think it's the way the story was written. But yeah. I do think I, I would say if they had put one of the ladies through what they put him through, yeah, uh, then yeah, I would have more empathy for that person as well, and it really. We, I mean, we know that they're going that they've had to deal with shit because of just if you know anything about life, you know, somebody in that situation, uh, someone who's a sex, uh, a truck stop sex worker has had to deal with stuff like that. But they never actually do it on screen. Mm-hmm. And with Levi, they, they do uh, and they do twice, I would argue, uh, unless I'm forgetting something. Uh, uh, no, that's about right. Yeah. So uh, and then 
like I said, and then they're they're pulling they're they're pulling somebody else in with them, and you can argue well they're looking out for, her, but is that really looking out for her and saying hey let's take this innocent young girl who's been kicked out of her home, uh, who's was the daughter of this religious kook that they don't like, and let's make her a sex worker like us. Well, really- you know, well, I, I, after all is said and done, I'm not just quite sure how much pulling there was being done. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and let's talk about some of this. Um, um, so, so yeah, I mean, there's a scene when they this girl comes in and, and they she decides to join them. I guess um, they talk about how uh, the money's good. And who wants to go back to six dollars an hour and things like that? And so, so I can't go back to doing a job that's six dollars an hour uh, because you know, for whatever is said, you know, they don't, they didn't go to a trade school or, or a university or, or learn some sort of skill that could make them make you know money that I guess they can make by selling their bodies. Um, but also. The, the thing is, the first thing they say to this girl when she shows up and leaves this religious cult or group or whatever you want to call it, um, they asked, can we take you home? M- meaning they, they didn't ask her to join them. They were ha- taking care of her. And then they said, you know, do you want to go home? We can we can get you to get back to your house. And she goes, no, I don't want to go back there. So even if there isn't twists that go further later, I don't think they were actually intending to try to drag her into their lifestyle. It was only when uh, the older woman said, you know, said that, you know, if you're going to stay, you know, you you have to help out. You got to pay your way. Yeah. But I don't think they were intentionally trying to drag her into it. It was only after the fact that she was, she had decided to stay that they they decided to say, all right, well, this, this is how it works here. Thoughts, Mike. No, I I, I generally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Because you're the one that felt that they kind of dragged her in. Much right. They, I, again, they're, they're bringing her in. She doesn't, now we understand, we find out there's, there's reasons, uh, but I don't know if they they brought her in. They they just offered that opportunity. It, it, yeah, that that might be it. But it's um, you know, and, but it's also I mean, the, like I said, there were little things like the flashing of the kid. I thought was just, you know, that was that was crude. That's crazy. No, they're also young. Women, right, that's what I was thinking. They were like, like 20, early twenties, and and, are, yeah. and and young people often are crude and crass and do things that really are just inappropriate because that's who they are, and. That's fine. That's why we hate young people now. Um, <laughs> but, um, One of the many reasons. Been that way, and I've always been that way. It's just a thing. But again, if you're trying to build empathy for these characters, that maybe isn't the best way to go about it. Um, Especially if you want your audience to feel for them a certain way. Now, if they wanted this neutral feeling from me, they got it. I mean, I didn't really... I don't know. I didn't feel like I wasn't sad when anybody died. Let's put it that way. Right. But you no, weren't necessarily was, cheering no. them on to die. No, I wasn't either. It was yeah. a neutral feeling for me. Well, and yeah, I, I, I hear my what problem. you're saying, Barrett. And, and, and I think, I think, and, and here's the thing, I don't know. Um, but I, I think the intent was to try and like flip things on its head and, uh, be like, oh, these these prostitutes are the one that actually have morality, and and this religion person doesn't. But I didn't 
get that. Um, no, I just thought the re- the religious person was crazy, and it had right. nothing to do with religion. Right. So, <laughs> so, so, so I, I hear what you're saying about how how um, if they were trying to generate uh, empathy for the sex workers, they didn't do the best job. Right, and I think like if they're trying to do because uh, this is this is where we are now in 2023, and they're trying to do uh, like sex positivity. And give them these, these some dignity to these uh, women working in the uh, in the pit, you know, in the in the truck stop. Uh, it's it's still it's you can't escape how sleazy the job is. You just can't, you know. Wait, wait, uh, which makes this film more realistic than Pretty Woman, right? Well, yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that and that movie is what thirty years old now. Yeah. Right, and that and Pretty Woman was 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 laughable at how it romanticized being a prostitute in in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I'm not judging the women for what they're doing, but it is definitely a thing of need for most people oh, in that yeah. job. Yeah, um, there's, like I said at the beginning, like that, I can't believe any of these women when they were seven years old were thinking that's what they want to do for a living. It was because bad luck mental illness, drug uh, abuse, or some, some other thing that, that landed up there. So, and, I, Or maybe I, it was just easy money. Well, I think they're trying to present them in a positive light, but I think, and, and you know, fine, maybe it's our hang-ups. There's only so positive you can be when that is the world in which they are, they're stuck. Right? Well, um, uh, and, is and it really have the positive, one. or are they just showing a, a lens on them and and we can see both the good and the bad i'm, I'm not sure i'm just saying it's it's yeah. it's it's stuck because the, the for the most part the girls are you know they're not portrayed as victims right they're not blatantly exploited mm-hmm. um so they're staying there but they're staying in a real shitty situation so if they're yeah. trying to get us to not judge them it's and i understand there are people who will and that's kind of the point of the preacher character um, but the preacher character is also – it is what those people do, right? If you're a deeply religious person, um, you do want to save people. Right? You want people to, right. to have a better life. Now, they want it through their lens, and that lens is not the right lens for everybody. But I've certainly seen far more obnoxious preachers in in films and in real life. And in real life. Yes. and then, Far then, more. Hey, than than Teo, who's basically just offers empathy and prayers and say, you know, it's never too late. And he's just, he's he's reaching a hand out, but he's not like really belittling the women or, or, or anything along those lines. Right. No, as far as religious wackadoodles go, he was pretty restrained. Yeah. He seemed like the type that, or he's not saying, you know, that like, you know, no, no, he, he, he would, he would, he knows that of the person and the sin can be different and if uh once you stop the sin and can be forgiven for the sin you still are that person with dignity and and that's what i think he was saying even if he was a little wackadoodle himself you know so i don't don't think he he was judging them he was judging the sin rather than them if that makes sense no i agree yeah so i don't think well i certainly understand maybe not agreeing with him uh, and if you don't, if you're not of that particular bent and I'm not, I don't, I like, I think there's way worse. And I think they could have, and I'm glad they didn't, 
gone really overboard with that. Um, but then again, if they had gone overboard with that, if he was slut shaming them as opposed to just, you know, trying to in his own way help them, then that might have built more empathy for those characters too. So it's just weird. So it is, yeah, you're getting a very dispassionate lens on on this, and and it's again because as Eric said, it's a sleazy world. And so if you're viewing something sleazy dispassionately, you're still going to end up feeling sleazy. But they're not forcing you, I think, to feel one way or another about any of the characters. Yeah, I would, right. I would concur with they that. Could have, they could have totally, and I'm, I'm, I'm processing here, uh, I guess they could totally have gone. They could have gone the pretty woman route, right? Or they could have gone the other way, and they could have, you know, had the, the had them shooting up heroin or, you know, getting yeah. raped. Um or, or just being, being being dinks, you know. They, you know, they could have the bad girl and the and the nice girl and all that. But yeah, they could they, they could have gone yeah. any number of ways with this, and they did, right. and they come across as real people. Um, yeah, yeah, like when the yeah. like when the girl has her period and she's so happy because she's not pregnant. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's true. I, I felt they were kind of like real people. They they didn't uh, romanticize anything, but they didn't. Uh, turn the woman into evil individuals or complete victims either. Not all of them. Yeah, not all of them, right. <laughs> oh, and I, I do want to say, as I just was looking some things up on the film, um, if for some reason you're listening to this and you're trying not to be spoiled because we haven't hit the spoiler section, don't look at the poster for the film um, because yeah, the poster yeah. offers the, it gives away the first big twist as to who the killer is and possibly a, an implication as to their motivation. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so just don't. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. How about that? Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't look at it closely. Yeah, seriously. Oh, it's right there. It's in your face. You know, it's, it's putting it's putting Freddy with his glove right there. Um, right, right. It's the killer, it's the weapon. Yep, uh, and and even if you don't see the face of the killer, you 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 certainly yeah, know the you figure it out pretty quick. You know the sex of the per, of the person, and the weapon tells you which one they are. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, let's see. So, um, yes, yeah, so we talked a little bit about the the woman and the one guy that works as lot lizards and then we talked a little bit about uh the religious folk um and then then we 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 have um this this girl that seems innocent that came from that religious folk group as if she wanted to leave you can call and, it cult phil yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I try to be politically correct. Yeah, um, folks, folks, this is this is a sex workers and a religious cult. Yeah. If all it yeah. needed was a little dog, and it would have been Phil's and Taylor Swift, and it would have been like Taylor. <laughs> oh, and you need Grays. Taylor, Taylor Swift and a oh, and the Grays, yeah. It's Jersey. Yeah. Watching the office. Uh, well, that's they could have been involved. Worker. That's what that's what the Grays could have been involved. I'll say that later. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. Uh, so the the thing is, is that um, the, so this this woman uh, they take they help because they just see her crying and and um, on the on the outdoors of this this 
low lower end um, motel. And they said, what's wrong and all this. And, and then they figure out that she's part of the, the cult, as Eric told me to call them, um, and that she's left the cult. And uh, she doesn't know where to go. She doesn't. Uh, she says she can't go back to where she came from, uh, you know, wherever that is, her home or, or her, the town she grew up in before she, quote unquote, ran away or something of that nature. And... Um, Eventually, um, they ask her to, uh, um, since since she decides to stay around, and instead of taking their help to get her back to her people, whoever they are, um, that's when, Mike, you mentioned that they, they say that, well, you know, you're going to have to start working um, if we're going to let you, you know, hang out and live with us and share food with us and whatever. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the, the cop. Uh, we haven't talked about him yet either, uh, which is uh, Sheriff Rex. What a piece Rex. of shit. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's a strange guy for sure. Um, uh, I, I could see how um, – and I'm not talking about him as a person. I'm just saying talking about this whole situation where these uh, women happen to work there. And, and, and if, if – this was a bigger movie and it focused on other people too. They could probably show drug dealers and, and, and things like that because the, these type of pit stops, you could see things like that occurring as well, where it'd be drop offs or selling of drugs too and stuff, but they're just focusing on the sex trade. And, um, I could see how the, the law enforcement would just suck it up, meaning these things happen and, Technically, they could arrest everybody, but they they just don't bother because it's like, you know, I, I guess they the have world. to choose priorities. What's that? It's the way of the world. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so as a police officer in that aspect, um, he's fine, but he's a sleazeball, we find out. Um, he could have been really bad, um, you know, violent and all that. But he's more of a uh, a sleazeball. Um, well, because he's getting something from it that he wants. Yeah, yeah. So, so we he's he's um um I guess he's LGBTQ a plus a AI plus or whatever it's called, <laughs> and um he likes the guy lot lizard. And but he also, since he's a cop, he, he's kind of a a um, I guess a jerk to the guy too. Well, uh, he likes to humiliate him. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, 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 he and says, plus, plus, he's 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 doing an illegal thing himself by hiring the the kid. But yeah, anyway, I mean, but he's also, and this is, and I'm not, I don't want to get into all the debate over legalization of prostitution, and you know that you could certainly argue. Uh, that there are legitimate services that can be provided. He's someone who's married. He talks about his wife and he talks about how she's good and, you know, being a, a good companion and taking care of their home and I think a good mom, whatever. But she just, you know, doesn't do it for him in the way that Levi does. You know, so he's at the very least bi, if not gay. But I think it's also that Levi will do things that she's not going to. Mm-hmm. Right, he can right. treat her like him like shit, and he he, he doesn't want to do that with his wife. And it just reminds me of um, uh, Robert De Niro. Was it, it was uh, analyze this, where he's like, you know, you you have things that you have your wife for, 
And then you have your things that you have your your mistress for, right? And you don't you don't do that to your wife. You do that to your mistress. Um, and and that's he's got Levi on the side to do the degrading things, the things that give him real sexual satisfaction. And in his mind, right? I think he probably has some affection for these people. Yeah, and in his yeah. mind, probably thinks that he treats them well because he. he, he they're You're lucky I don't arrest him. <laughs> right, yeah, well, we'll get into that later after the spoiler flag. Yeah, he takes care of them. He's taking advantage of their services, but they're the ones providing the service, and it just happens that his services that he wants are degrading. Um, so again, in his perspective, I can imagine he's you know it's not like he, he's. He's not being a dick. To us, I think he's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know. But you know, then who are we to kink shape? So. Right. But but I think I think the main problem with him, as as a human being, is that he's using his his um, status, his and power, his power, which is the police officer power, um, to take advantage of at least one individual out of out right. of these people. Well, I think his biggest problem, the, the way that you know he's a is a, a douchebag, is you know, he's a Baldwin, right? So <laughs> that, that 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 makes sense, yeah. <laughs> uh, remember when there was uh, the whole Baldwin clan, and it seemed like all the Baldwins, all you had to be was a Baldwin person, and you you were going to be starring in something, and like Alec is like the only one that sustained for any any length of time, and everyone else is off doing little things here or there. Well, he, uh, he's enough to doing a little thing himself right now. Yeah. 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 And then he's, and then he's had his own issues. Uh, and even yeah. he, he, he's, he hasn't avoided falling to earth. He's, he's, he seems to, he's got some real issues, right? And one went off and uh, uh, became a super Christian or something, I think. Um, like he was in, he was like, he's been in like a lot of, I think, the religious films. And, uh, I, I don't know about this movie. Right. They were significant so, at one point that the Canadians assassinated the Baldwin family and it started a war uh, between the United States and Canada. <laughs> that was in the uh, South Park film. Okie dokie. So, um, yeah, so that's a, that's a cop. Um, and he's ever present. Um, and uh, that's pretty much all the characters, right? I mean... I think we need to put up the first spoiler flag at this. Yeah, yeah, this we'll, we'll do that then. All right. So, so, so well, folks, I think I think yeah. what's fair to say is that if you're wondering where is the horror, so we do mention that uh, was Barrett. I think mentioned that the girl gets her period in the bathroom. No, oh, stop it. I did mention what? that. Yes. Right. No. It was, and that's then, that's and where then, our first killing comes from. And then, as she's cleaning up the blood, she notices there's somebody else in the bathroom with her. Uh, oh, I thought you were even... making a joke that that was the <laughs> horror. That's why I told no. you to stop it. <laughs> I was confused. Now I understand. And that that she finds a body in the bathroom, and that is what our door, our gateway is into this becoming now a horror film, as opposed to a study of the lifestyles of the right. truck stop pot lizards. Well, and it's interesting because that one happens, and then it takes a bit of time for the next one. Yes. Um, so you've got a long wait, you get a killing, you're not sure it's related to anybody in the place, and then you go a ways until your next killing, and they seem unrelated. 
<laughs> at first. Well, yeah, because so. well, one, one of the the killings is is done during a, a John attack, right? Well, the this, the next one that's done is not a John attack. It's, I mean, it's a priest, and he's no, going down on no. it. Is 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 unrelated? Yeah. The, oh, right, well, what's, what's right, the, right. They're kind of happening the at spoiler. the same time, though. They're happening at the same time because Levi's getting raped while she's doing right. her well, first. We should we should, throw, we, should we should throw up the spoiler alert here. I thought you did already. No, no, uh, uh, we were going to, but Mike had to interject, which is ah. fine. You can interject, which is fine. It's just that well, we just now should... If we're wondering where the horror is, that's where the horror comes in. And then now sure. we think... All right, so now we can throw up the, the spoiler alert. Okay, so now go ahead. Uh, yeah, so basically, yeah, the, the the next murder is like 20 minutes later, and that's the... Basically, Levi gets raped by a John, and then he... Kills that was jump. horrible, by the way. It was terrible. I mean, the yeah. scene was really well done, but oh, ick! Uh, it was awful. Well, yeah, that's, I, that's that's how all these these horror films are that we see, especially the ones from Australia, where there's a rape of of somebody, and this one it just happened to be a, a male. And, well, when when someone wants to only watch horror films with hot chicks that have nothing supernatural in them, you end up getting a very high rate of rape films. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I do remember, oh, it was about seven years ago, I think, where it felt like we went about two months of nothing but we filmed. And they were all Australian oh. films, too. That was rough. Oh, my God. Um, and we didn't necessarily know going in, because it wasn't no. like, you know, Rape Revenge Part 3. It was all just, you know, okay, oh, we're doing, oh, and again, we're going again. Uh, but anyhow. Um, Pro tip, don't go to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be yes. amazed how many how many women get raped by alligators down there. Um, Actually, it's crocodiles. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, all right. So, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So, and, and again, it's like I said, we 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 may be able to identify, maybe identify more with Levi as a guy, but believe me, if this was uh, one of the girls who was going through it, we would uh, also be feeling really badly for her too. Um, well, and honestly, I thought the 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 shittiest thing that. Uh, the sheriff did in the movie was after Levi got raped, he tries to hook up with him. Yes. That and was terrible. Levi's just like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> He's on the clock. Yeah. 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 And we just hit a, we're hiding a body together. I mean, that should just open everything up, right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and he was kind of making it seem like he had to, because Hey, I'm doing you a favor. You need to do me a favor. Right, right. Yeah, and it's just like, come on, man. Just... <laughs> I, I, I got to give give the the story credit that they dropped it after that. But because yeah, if the cop was a real dink, he would have said, "You're doing it, or I'm gonna right. arrest you." You know, right? Right. Well, let's also remember the the first time we meet the cop. I think it was the first time we meet the cop. Um, I think Levi has mentioned like he just got. A, a bad ass reaming. Um, and he pulls out a massive dildo. I'm, I'm guessing massive. I, I don't have much uh, experience to compare. Uh, but Levi just kind of like, just from the look on Levi's face, I'm guessing it's a big one. Um, and it, it's like, and it's dirty. It's not like a hair on it. I think he says, yeah, yeah it's it's sad. the whole thing is gross. Yeah. And so we already know that, Again, in his perspective, I don't think it's a big deal, but we understand 
that he's yeah he he likes humiliating this guy and doesn't really care about him as as a you know he he, he likes to abuse him and he's got no empathy for him because he wanted to get wants to get his rocks off right um and that applies here too right we see it again oh man I'm just so sorry you get raped now let's uh let's talk about what you're gonna do for me exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now it does come in handy that he's the cop and he knows literally where the bodies are buried because he's the one that's burying them yes and so he comes very useful for body disposal uh because he helps them get rid of the first body and now there's a second body and in the plot thread that goes absolutely nowhere they figure this guy that attacked levi was probably the person who killed the guy in the bathroom it was a guy in the bathroom the first time right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. um which is meant to throw them off the trail uh but they don't bring it up again like it when more people when things happen because i don't think they know that other people are dying uh, well, and and I said previously that I had a I had a particular issue with this movie that I wouldn't get into till we were post spoiler flag. And my big issue with the movie is that after the audience uh, has it revealed to them who the killer is, I don't understand how everybody around the killer didn't figure out who the killer was. <laughs> well, it, it had, starts to happen so quickly. Exactly. Like from, from that one and, point, it just accelerates so fast. I don't think anybody really has time. Well, it, it all it all happens in places where she's seen going. So it's like she goes over there. That guy ends up dead. Goes over <laughs> there. That guy ends up dead. <laughs> like, so there's just dead bodies showing up wherever this person goes. Everybody's going around. Huh? Who's the killer? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of my bigger issues with the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I I read some reviews and and a lot of them said that they felt it worked because no one was expecting, even though we knew who the killer was, no one was expecting that woman to be the killer mm-hmm. because you know she was. Um, what what she, what she was, which was you know appeared to be very religious, quiet, scared, um, lost, no family, and all this, and and so they just assumed that it wasn't her, and and at that point when when she does the first killing, which is when she set up her, the first her, one we see, yeah yeah exactly that we see, which is her her first John on the job, um, when that happens, I. I I actually thought, oh my God, she's a plant by the religious cult to kill all these Johns and 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 whatever. So that's where I thought they were going, and that was the first well, big twist. But it and, wasn't, and it wasn't on on their behalf. But somebody earlier said that she got that she got sucked in. Uh, but I I personally think, having reviewed all the events in my mind afterwards, that perhaps she was trying to get them to take her in. So because uh, the conversation she has with the Reverend later, uh, she says, oh, I, I need to cleanse them all before I can remove myself. Uh, right. So she wanted to do this and that's actually why she got kicked out. 
Right. Yeah. yeah well, and that, yeah, right. But, Damn, but, but, but I was right. Exactly. And that's what we find out is that she's more crazy than the cult. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. So the cult didn't send her there. She chose to do it herself and she's just a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that, that kind of worked really well for me. Yeah. No, me, me too. Like I said, the closer the movie got to the end, the more I was enjoying it. That's, and we, the, we the, must, fin- the yeah. final the final reveal was just nah. right. We must yeah, cleanse, yeah. we must cleanse the world before we cleanse ourselves was what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is the father says you know we have to cleanse ourselves and she has to and she's saying we have to cleanse others before we can do that. Um, and of course the problem is the world is not uh, just like four hookers at a truck stop. Oh. Um, I'm not sure what she thinks cleansing the world means, I guess, besides what she does. Um, but I don't think we're looking for a whole lot of logic in what ends up being religious cult. <laughs> and did you guys, were you guys getting the cult vibe from it? Because my original thought was just, you know, local preacher. Yeah, that's, I just thought, it's, so, yeah, block, exactly. you know, uh, which I, I it wasn't know. until that conversation. Yeah, and then it's as, like it's, there's little pieces laid down through where as I'm putting it together and paying attention, I'm going, okay, this is like it's feeling weirder and weirder as we go into it. Like they talk about her withdrawing, you know, or the, or the mother made her withdraw. It's like, well, that's a weird way to put it, you know. It's mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then of course when they start talking about, you know, we we have to we have to leave or we have to go away, and it's like, okay. I think we're looking for Hellbomb here. <laughs> um, uh, which is a reference that not everybody will get anymore. Because I'm old. You are old. I think that's a pre-millennial, right? That's like pre-2000. <laughs> like, like, that was like 96 or something like that. It was the Hellbop cult. Where they all wore, was it Nikes or Reebok yeah. or something? Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyhow, so yeah, um, and she has a nifty little crossword. So where where are we? So we, we've we've got yeah. See, my problem is that there there were bodies, and like the first guy that she kills, like the like the bodies under the bed. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's been a it's been more than a day. Right, right. It's been a couple yeah. of days. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's stink involved. <laughs> right. Um, and there are other people in the room too. I think so. I, I don't know. I understand how you might not pick up the body because it doesn't look like they get a whole lot of uh, motel cleaning service. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know, but this, 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 the smell, the smell was, would be noticeable. Yeah. That. Right. Well, that that's the que- yeah. I mean, that, that's a question. They do not just just show what happens with the body. In other words, is the body just still under the bed or did she remove the body somehow they show it a couple times or at least one more time later one more on. time yeah, one yeah. More time. yeah but then there's there's the sequence in the bathroom and what happens to those and then there's the dude in the truck and what happens to him and the dude in the cadillac and what happens to him <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah right 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 where did the bodies go exactly yeah that's that that is a good question because right, even it, though it's it's, a, it's a, like a week this takes place maybe maybe a couple of weeks it, 
it's still enough that it's like, okay, they should show us what happens to the bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, at, I mean, least I give us, seen, at least give us the timeline of how long this is taking. <laughs> I've seen horror movies where they've turned that into a comedic bit, which is the, you know, running out of places to hide the bodies. Uh-huh. Um, sure. You know, when you're trying to cover for somebody, it just, it's, it, yeah. Um, I never felt I, like I she was know. trying to hide them, though. No, she it's, wasn't. But you also weren't having Baldwin hiding it because they thought the, the killer was killed. Yeah. Right. So it right. wasn't like he, you know. So I thought, okay, so here they have a mechanism where he finds a body and they can keep getting rid. But they're not even; they seem oblivious to the fact that more people are getting murdered. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah, and and that is that is a question that can be asked, um, because you know it's if if. All right, there's one thing when John start disappearing, all right, whatever. But um, that still doesn't explain where did all the bodies go. Because it's this one girl who's not that big. You know, she's not tall. She's not muscular or anything. She's just a young woman. And how is she going to remove all these bodies without them being detected um, in an area that is 24 hours open, basically? With a lot of people, mm-hmm. so that that's a fair point. That's 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 legit. I also had I was <laughs> the most the most upsetting thing in this movie was Levi for me because I I for some reason really felt bad for his character and cared about that character, and when um. When he and Remy hook up, I thought that was genuine. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I thought they were having a moment, and and they had both finally found a connection. Um, and then she fucking murders him. Well, I <laughs> think, oh no! Come on, poor Levi. I think it was a connection for her. The problem was every connection was supposed to go to God. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, she has. She's trying to cleanse him. She's trying to save him. Yeah, right. And when she, I and I, I lost track of which character was which. Um, uh, when she's was it the redhead, the strawberry blonde kind of the, the um the lead, the kind of like the lead character. You mean kind of the lead, right? Uh, yeah. Sadie. Yeah, Sadie. Sadie. Um, but she thinks she's going to go with her. Well, she's going with her, and she's happy because she thinks she's saved because she's leaving the life. But she's trying to save her to kill her. Right. So she's in the crazy cult. So <laughs> this is her in her idea that death is the salvation because she's got that thing with her father. Right. From her father. Sure, sure. Well, and that scene with Levi is probably the best kill of the movie just right. because it's so horrific. And it kind of remind me, but not as not the same as like um, Gone Girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Oh yeah, my God, yeah. Or Basic Instinct, the the beginning of that one. Yeah, the first yeah. kill with the ice pick or something. Um, yeah, yeah. That 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 murder was was the one that stuck out more than any of the rest because all the rest of them were were normal stabs and stuff. While that one was one that you would find in in you know a slasher film where this mm-hmm. this kill. 
uh, tops every other kill in the, you know, I'm going to top your kill, you know, like that. So um, that one felt like a Friday the 13th type murder or something. But, and that's another reason why it felt kind of grindhousey too, because that's the type of murder you would see in some of these like 1974 Italian films mm-hmm. by Dario Argento or something. No, the murder itself was done well. I just, I was, I felt bad for Levi. I thought Levi yeah. finally had something good happen to him, but nope. Yeah. Yeah. He was the only <laughs> one I, he was the only one I felt bad for, like really bad for when he died because he already had suffered such abuse. And yeah. then he yeah. finds something good, and yeah, then he gets axed. <laughs> well, yeah. and- yeah, I, 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 I felt bad for most of the the girl, the woman, I should say that that are in this life that get killed by her. But yeah, I, I can see why Levi was the most sympathetic character. Uh, go on, Mike. Well, he's kind of the abused puppy out of that, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. and he stands out because he's the one guy with these other women um which immediately kind of puts him in a different position but um i will say like a lot of the kills you know they don't go for over the top it's very plausible the way she kills people because she gets close to them Mm -hmm. and then stabs the fuck out of them so I do see well, people whine and complain that oh you have this girl who's 98 pounds you know murdering this guy who's 200 pounds well, in this case, no, you can believe it because she's catching people off guard. There's no big fight scene. It doesn't lead to glamorous deaths, but they are very plausible. For very most of them, I would agree with you, but there yeah. was one in particular. I think it was, and 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 maybe my memory's not lining up here. So so if I'm misremembering this, someone correct me. Uh, but I thought um, when it was Sadie, um, they were talking in a hotel room, and she reveals to Sadie that she's the killer. And I think even goes so far as to pull her knife out of its cross sheath. Um, and instead of like running away, uh, Sadie just like says something snarky and spits in her face and stands there until she stabs her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like, that's how it oh, happened. What are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know what it is, is that uh, you could argue that she's probably in shock because she sees her friends dead on the bed. And then she's at a low point in her life because this is where she's deciding I, I I'm leaving. And the reason she's leaving is, is not just to, for a positive reason. It's also for depression and whatnot. And then she's also trying at first to, uh, I get, I don't know. She is a combination of her feeling betrayed by this woman as well as, trying to uh have her put the weapon down you know in other words i don't i don't i see what you're saying eric because not everybody acts the same way i mean we nowadays in films we always see these characters immediately become angry and and fight and run and, and all that but sometimes i could see characters doing and maybe even in real life where they they act more apt like this Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, What I found unrealistic about it is that she did get angry, but she didn't do anything effective about it. (laughs) Most people would either attack or start begging for their life or run away. Backing away. And she did (laughs) none of those things. She just... I think sat in her face and stood there waiting to get stabbed. I, yeah, I, you know what? I think I think she was in the defeatist mode. 
Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm just saying. I, I, that def- definitely surprised me the most out of everybody because I thought they were making her to be the hero. The strong girl, one, yeah. right? Yeah, the strong <laughs> girl, right. And, or the final girl. And, and and in other words, I thought she had plot armor. Not necessarily mm-hmm. for, because they were going to make her a superhero type, but because she was, I thought she was the lead. But also, it made the film more nihilistic, too, before we even get to the ending. Well, uh, and I didn't have a problem with the decision to kill her off. I just didn't like the way it went down. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just felt that she was, at, I, for me anyway, but your point is absolutely 100% valid for sure. Uh, I had come to the conclusion that she was like down and out. You know, she, she's, and the reason she was leaving was because of depression and all this other stuff rather than um, a strong reason. You know, it wasn't like, mm-hmm. I'm going to change my life. I, I felt, and so I think she was already down and out defeatist at that point. And, and this, uh, this action just made her become a victim instead of, um, had it not happened, she would have just left. Right. Well, and fine. But if that's the case, don't have her get like this super attitude and spit in her face. Cause that's contradictory to the actions that follow. That's, that's all. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it, it was interesting too because she didn't want anybody to go with her. It seems right, right. You know, yeah. So that was I, I was surprised. I think that goes back to this trying to portray them as not being victims, right? Is that if she was trying to take people with her it's no she's making clear i'm going because i have decided this life is no longer the right one for me but it's okay that you keep doing it and i am not judging you for still being here and continuing to do it but it is me i can no longer personally continue to do this and therefore i am leaving voluntarily because it is absolutely very possible for anybody in this life to leave this life whenever they so choose well i'll tell you the reason why she left right because one of her friends was murdered Right. That that right, and that was when when she just went. She, her whole character went to defeatist mode. Um, I think the character that died was Liv. Liv was the one. Yeah. And and when Liv got killed, ironically, I, I, Liv died. Right. And I think that literally that was the only murder at the time that we knew that the characters knew about the, of their friends being killed, and that was the, she was the first to go, and that's when. Um, Sadie just just lost it. I think if if Liv did not get killed, she would she wouldn't have been leaving, and she wouldn't have become a defeatist. I don't think her her character and demeanor definitely changes after that event. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and I think it was also part of her safety at that point. Um, you know, her and 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 whatnot. I mean. That's a big major change in one's life, I would think, for sure. You know, I mean, here's a person that you live with for who knows how long, good friends with, and now you're not going to, you know, and you saw them every day, and now they're gone. A bloody, terrible death. So, I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, what did you guys think of the, the older woman? Um, because originally I thought she was going to be like a madam, but she really wasn't, right? She was just another prostitute that just happened to be an older woman. Not not much older, but but older. Not, you know, like our age, I guess. Yeah, I guess she wasn't a 20. madam in function, but she was kind of like the den mom, right? 
Yeah. 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 There you go. That makes sense. Because she was yeah. she was mothering everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. That explains it. Yep. Um. Let's see. What else? Um. What what did you guys think of Sheriff Rex's when, when they found Liz? Right. Um, it was just the beginning of the investigation, anyway. So it wasn't much he he, he could do at that point. And, and plus, the movie was was rounding out to the end at that point too. Um, I I figured he, even no matter how scummy the type of character he is, I think he was he was working it correctly. That crime scene, but. I don't know. What's your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he he seemed like he could be a good cop. Like, I mean, even at the very end, when he realizes that she's the killer, he's, you know, I think he's onto her when they go into that place. But I think he's a good cop generally. He's just corrupt. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that well, is and, interesting. Yeah. And as corruption goes, from what we see, it's a fairly minor corruption. Yeah. Um, you know, you could certainly be way more corrupt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not uh, doing any killings himself. He's just helping right. hide bodies and stuff. <laughs> right now, he may be be very corrupt in, in ways that we haven't we hadn't seen. Uh, but as far as a cop getting, um, you know, getting out, getting on with a prostitute, there's far worse types of corruption. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, now let's let's talk about uh, what other twist do, do we, we want to bring up? Another twist. Um, uh, well, really, the only thing we haven't talked about is the ending. Yeah, yeah. I, I did want to bring one other thing up before we get there. Is that I did like how the the murders did occur because a lot of times she would decide to do a murder, and this is Remy, the the, the girl that. The quote unquote religious girl. Um, and when she would do it, other people would walk in and she would just take them out too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought, th- I thought that was, that was pretty, pretty, um, pretty good. Um, and, well, and that's why you shouldn't commit murder in public places. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't think she minded. Well, maybe not. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying if your goal is to not get caught, maybe go somewhere a little quieter. I mean, she right. almost could have gotten away with it. <laughs> yeah. it yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I think she was going to get away with it if she didn't ask the cop into the house at the end. When you know, right. we'll talk about that. Um, but I, I thought that was a remarkable because when he walks in, yeah. Well, we we should probably start talking about that because that's part of the ending, actually, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the cop shows up and. He can't find anybody, uh, and then he finally finds um, one of, one of them dead. Uh, uh, the the madam woman, or the not madam, but the den mother woman. And then he walks in on Owen. Uh, well, the character's name is is uh, Levi's room, and he sees the three bodies on the the bed, uh, which are basically the three lead characters um, that were murdered, and. Remy is there crying, crying, right? So he's assuming, and again, everybody just thinks Remy is this young, 
naive girl, he's assuming that she's feeling exactly what he feels when he gets on his knees and he starts crying because Levi's dead. So he doesn't have any belief that she has any guilt of the murders at all. That was the only redeeming moment for that, for that character for me, for the sheriff. Like at least he he fucking showed some feeling for Levi at that point. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No matter how shady guy he was, he, he, he definitely um, cared about, Levi for sure, and probably the others in his too. own twisted way. Yeah. In his own yeah. twisted way, yeah. Uh, but I thought that was awesome. That it's like oh, when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my god, she's getting away with it. He doesn't even know. And I was thought I thought she was going to kill him too right then because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know he was clueless that that she was the murderer. Right, I thought so too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so he's going to take care of the murder, clean up or, 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 you know, investigate, start the investigation or whatever. But before he does, he says, uh, he asks, um, Remy, yeah, where, where do you want me to take you? You know, because there's nothing here for her left. Everybody, everybody's mm-hmm. dead. Um, so who wants to talk about this ending? How do we want to talk about it? Because uh, a couple of twists. Well, I mean, basically she has to go home, right? And he takes yeah. her home, but home is where the cult is. Um, That's right. That's what as, they say. <laughs> so they have, they have that go to those little Chotsky stores that are out there on the pillows. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've got it on an embroidered pillow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he takes her back, and for some reason, I, I, I still don't understand her motivation uh, unless she was planning on, on offing him. Um, she asked him to come in with her, and she right. gets in, inside the house and discovers that they've already gone through with quote unquote removing themselves. Um, they've, they've done the suicide cult thing. Um, and I thought it was a pretty pulled decision for them at the end to show the little boy. Oh yeah. When she uncovers him, I was like, Oh, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody in the cult has already committed suicide and she's beside herself because they went without her. Uh, she wanted to be a part of it. Um, she just needed to fill up, finish up her clean job at the truck stop first. Um, but they had, they'd already done it. Um, and so at that point she pulls out her knife and, and the sheriff pulls out his gun and cause he thinks that she's about to stab him. But in fact, she actually just goes and stabs herself in the heart. Right. Right. And that's yeah, it, the shot the movie ends on. Right. And right. he gets, a great big award at work for cracking the case of the crazy cult people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then it ends with the song by crowded house that just didn't fit for me. (laughs) That was funny. Um, yeah, the the movie, I I thought that was, I don't know. That worked for me. That uh, did not work for me. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, Main major songs in the movie. Was pretty, two, pretty, yeah, at least two. Anyway, there was there was one or two others in the middle too that that were of significance, and I forget what they were. I should I should have wrote them down. Um, I was not familiar with them. Go to, um, but yeah, yeah, it was a uh, pretty pretty um, interesting because it was like when when she pulls out the knife. What did you guys think? Did you think she was gonna? And the knife is basically her. She has a cross. 
And what happens is, is that you can pull off a piece of the cross and, and it's actually a knife um, or a dagger. Actually, is, is, a, is probably a better term. Um, I'm, I'm willing to bet that that was the genesis of this screenplay. Yeah, it could be. Somebody had this idea of, 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 of sure religious. Damn serious. <laughs> so, God damn it. I sent you a screenshot of where to find that in your settings on your phone. I don't know. I get to, I get to do it. <laughs> Well, it's not really my phone. It's my iWatch that it happens because I always I like sit on it or. Oh, my arm or okay, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So that's the problem. So, um, the the I, thing the thing is is that yeah, wh- whether that was the idea for the the whole story to stop the story the screenplay, but the, the thing is is that did you guys think she was going to use the knife on him? I thought she was going to run at him and get shot, and I didn't expect okay. her to just stab herself in the chest. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome. I, I was like, "No way!" That's another awesome twist because it's like unexpected. It's like, yeah, I thought she was going to do death by cop, and instead she decides to suicide. Yeah, yeah. I did like the fact, like you mentioned, the kid. Like they, they had the kids in a separate room. Um, that this was what I imagine it would be like if you wandered into this scene afterwards. Is that and they have their own fucked up order as to how this is supposed to happen mm-hmm. right because they think this is a good thing that's a peaceful and orderly way and they're going to go okay children lay down in here adults are going to go into the adult table you stay at the kids table and then you go there it just you know it seems like if it was worked out like a cult mentality probably would be mm-hmm. right right yeah yeah I mean obviously, obviously this is uh that was idea of the the suicide cult came from from the those nike reebok group that you were talking about mike um or any number of them yeah um yeah. i was thinking of the the one the ones that thought they were going to go to space or whatever yeah that's right, right. that's that's the that's one with the, the reeboks one. okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the, the what was it the bop haley bop cult Hale bop. Comet. yeah 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 exactly you can, if you're gonna kill yourself for a comet pick one with a little bit of a better name it just sounds hail bop. Yeah, just. Uh. <laughs> I, I won't make jokes about actual deaths, but you're Mike. <laughs> but you want to. I don't know about no, that. They, you laughed. You laughed. I heard it. No, I, 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 when I laugh at Mike's jokes, mostly it's like, oh my god, I can't believe he said that. That's my laugh. Not laughing sure. at the joke sure. I'm laughing at. Sure. Like, oh my gosh. Do any of our listeners believe that? Please email us. Um, I think Eric knows what I'm talking about because Eric and me, when Mike says something that's nuts, we're like, oh my gosh. And it's not, we're not actually laughing at stuff. We're, well, sometimes. Yes. I'm sorry, crazy cold people. Um, sometimes they, they they deserve to be mocked. <laughs> Uh, so, um, so as long yeah. as you don't do it while they're standing near you with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, after they're dead and I'm safe, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm is, not doing it to their face. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> I, I think a lot of the, the 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 reason the critics like this film was because it's it's leads from this grindhouse beginning, and it goes all the way to like all these twists. You know, and I, I just thought it was cool because the first twist, in my opinion, was, oh, my gosh, she was a plant by the cult to kill off the Johns. And then the next twist is like, no, she's just nuts. 
and, and, like more nuts, I should say. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, uh, you know, the characters that get knocked off were char- some of them were like, "Oh my god, I was not expecting that they would get knocked off," and they were. Um, everybody was knocked off, pretty much. Yeah, everybody except for the cop. The Rex yeah. was was the only survivor out of <laughs> out of all the main characters. Absolutely. And and then um, and then of course the the house and they're all dead and it's like holy smokes and then her pulling out the knife and she's gonna possibly death by cop or even get away with it and kill the cop and then she stabs herself and it's like I don't know it was just it was just pretty awesome I, I think that's why the I like the film a lot and and again I know how Barrett you mentioned immediately said when you texted all of us that oh uh, it feels like more of a drama than a horror film and that's the first 20 minutes or 30 minutes whatever and i felt that was okay because as as i've, I've said and you you've mentioned uh multiple times barrett that i like drama and that's why i figured stuff. you would like it from that perspective yeah. yeah right right so um so let's see what else uh any anything else that anybody uh had on their list that they missed that we wanted to bring up i'm good same mike i think i'm good all right sounds good so um that's the film but uh before we get into our final thoughts on the film uh we do have some time that we can discuss uh what we've been watching and news and things of that nature that would interest uh listeners to dark discussions um so uh let's start with you eric uh do you got any uh video ga- oh and actually have you ever played any of those video games um that, uh, that I, I sent you that you were, you were curious oh, about. Oh, kind of- you no, know, no, I forgot about that. I did. I was intending on following up on that, but I, but I have not. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I've been oh, watching some stuff though. Yep. Uh, I watched a movie actually on Hulu uh, called Boston Strangler. Um, oh, is that the one? Which, was, the oh, what old was that one? about? What's that about? No, that's a newer one. With Jamie Lee. That's oh, there's a new, new one. one. What's that about? Yeah, it stars Kira Knightley. Uh, it is similar to Zodiac in that uh, the main story is actually about the reporter reporting on the crimes. Um, and I, and I guess this is based on, um, on the real life happenings to a certain extent. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. You know, I don't think it's as good as Zodiac, but it's, it's decent for what it is. Oh, Eric, is it, is it worthy as a possible episode for the podcast? I want to watch it and see what you think. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that. Kara uh, <laughs> Knightley and and uh, about a serial uh, killer, a serial killer that that I'm familiar with because of the area that I live in. But yeah, absolutely. Boston Strangler. Right. Um, yeah, actually, I think he was born in uh, like a town away from where I I, I was born. Okay. Yeah, um, at, at least the guy that is supposed to be the the guilty one, Albert DeSalvo. Yeah, we'll see where he was born. Mm-hmm. He was born in Chelsea. No, he was born in Chelsea. Okay, so that that's uh, next to my nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> so another thing I watched was um, I watched Missing, which was I, I don't think it's a it's a direct sequel. It's it's the story's not related, but it's done by the same people who did um, Searching. Um, okay, with John Show. Um, this one was not as good in my opinion, but it was still fairly decent. Um, 
there were some uh, leaps, let's say, <laughs> that, that, that I didn't care for, uh, but it was still strangely compelling, um, considering that for most of the movie you're sitting there watching somebody work a computer. Um, whoever's behind these movies has has kind of cracked the code on on that one. They they figured out how to make it interesting. Uh, worth an episode? Why don't you watch it and see what you think? <laughs> is it free right now, or do you, is that a VOD? That's a rental, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, you're never going to get me to commit to that while we're being recorded, Phil. Never, ever, ever. So just stop asking. <laughs> sure, sure. So he's never, ever, ever going to stop asking. Oh, I went to the theater and saw John Wick Chapter 4. Um, I will say that it has some of the best action scenes ever put on screen. However, it's completely divorced from reality. (laughs) I expect that. Here's here's my question. Was there kicking? There there was a lot of kicking and punching. And and there was punching, too. Okay, good. Good Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was there a lot of death? Multiple weapons. They they just just about got everything in there. So if you're into extreme violence, I would recommend John Wick Chapter 4. All right. Um. Like dread level violence? It's pretty. It's like I've never seen anything else quite like it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm 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 dead serious. The stunt work on this movie is is <laughs> phenomenal. Um, so, worth uh, episode? Why don't you watch it and see what you think, jackass? Uh, <laughs> 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 um. And then really the only thing uh, else I've been watching that uh, people might be interested is I heard people talking about this a couple of years ago and never got around to it. But I started watching a show on Hulu called Big Sky. Oh, good show. Yeah, yeah. Me and Barrett watched watch that. My uh, wife likes Phil, show. Phil, I thought it talked about that quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, he may have. I, I tend to tune it yeah, out. A couple, well, it was a couple of years ago. So. Um, <laughs> I just tuned Phil the right out. Right out there. <laughs> No, but uh, I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm a little confused because I understand it's still going. And there's three seasons so far, and I yeah. don't I well, don't understand how they're going to sustain this story well, for three seasons. I'll tell you, they do they it. It's similar, it's, similar, it's similar to, like, Dexter. It's like new storylines with the same characters. Oh, yeah. so, like, do they start over again with a new story yeah. in season two? Yeah, yeah exactly. And some oh. of the old ones kind of come back to haunt. That makes like a little that. more sense. Yeah. yeah. No, but right, I and you're much, watching yeah, Hulu, the storyline right? uh, in season one is also about uh, <laughs> hookers being killed at truck stops. <laughs> and, and you're watching it at at Hulu, right? On Hulu. Yeah. 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 And so, then the so cases- far, so far, I'm enjoying it. I, I just have uh, concerns over the uh, sustainability of the enjoyment. That's all. Uh, all right. but so far, so good. I'm I'm three episodes in. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, you you got some good stuff coming up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, have you had the first big t- surprise happen yet? Uh, it depends on what surprises you. I don't get surprised very easily. So. Well, well, there's, there's the, you know the people on the post of the two women and then Ryan Philippi and stuff, and uh-huh. then um, something happens with with some of those characters, and then they move on to other stuff. I, I don't know if you. I seen guess. That. I guess yes. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. So I, I, I wasn't that surprised. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, no, but I'm enjoying that so far, and that, that's what I've been watching. Okay, anything else? That's it. All right. Any news or anything? 
Mm, no. All right, very well. Um, all right, let's go with you, Barrett. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to report. I did go see uh, the new Shazam movie, which I, I enjoyed a lot. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, kept me entertained the whole time. So that was probably the one thing I've seen in the last week. Otherwise, I've been pretty busy. So. All right, sounds good. And uh, how, how solid was this Shazam with, with some of the DC stuff? I thought it was uh, better than most, um, but I'm a fan of the DC stuff, so I don't know. I'm not the one to ask. A lot of people criticize most of this DC stuff, and I don't really. I like a lot of what was done with the Zack Snyder's stuff. So, There's, uh, For those who are interested, we're going to be doing a, uh, what do you call, a, a review of James Gunn's is into DC with Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, and there is a small nod to that in Shazam. Yep. Right, right. And we'll be talking about those things uh, in uh, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews uh, coming up, so uh, we can talk about that little nod, I guess, when, when we discuss those things. Um, all right, so that's it for you, Barry. So uh, let's go with you, Mike. What do you got? Uh, let's see. It's been a busy week. Thing, things should be com- coming down now. Um, but I did get to the theater twice. I saw twice. I saw Creed 3, which I like, but I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, and I saw Scream 6, and I liked Scream 6. I thought there was the, the, the subway scene in particular was, was really good. Um, my only problem is, as you know, with Scream, they have to always have the Prize reveal the, the villains, and I had a problem with who the the villain. Yeah, villain yeah. Or yeah. because it requires <laughs> you to believe that there's a connection between these killers and the killers from the last film, and you have to believe that nobody did any investigating into the killers in the last film at all, or uh, this film for that matter. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh, you know, I think the actors are fine. I feel a little badly for uh, Nev Campbell because she took the stand of, uh, you know, you're being cheap and I want to be paid more money because, you know, I want to be paid this amount. And they're saying, fuck you, we don't need to. We're not going to pay you more than this. And so she didn't appear in a screen film for the first time, despite having the opportunity to. And it's done just fine. And they kind of and the studio kind of won out and said, see, we don't need you. Fuck off. Which is well, and I don't th- I don't think they did need her to be honest. I mean, no, they don't. I mean, how many? I mean, other than Jamie Lee Curtis, who has been who has popped in and out of the Halloween franchise, I don't even think her, she was needed. Yeah, I mean, she was. I mean, she's look at some point. It's the killer is what, and the the title is what drags people in. And right. again, it's you know I think they, her character, if you've watched the other films, has kind of completed her story arc. Right? It's would literally yeah. be dragging her out of the closet. Um, for no particularly good reason other than to say, hey, remember her? And that role is served in this film with Courtney Cox. Well, and eventually um, she has to die, I, I feel like. The more movies well, she's in, the less it's believable. Eventually they're going to kill her off. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I actually appreciated the fact that they didn't kill her off screen in this movie. Yeah, um, yes. They just dropped a line about she's taking her family somewhere safe. Some people deserve their happy endings and, and left it there. So cool. Right. 
she's off with her family somewhere. We can we can leave it there. Well, I, don't I always like Courtney Cox character better anyway. So well, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying I understand it. It's just and I know like Nev Campbell's already has made more money than I ever will in my life. So I shouldn't like I don't feel that badly for her. Well, but she's if you're gonna but, but if you're gonna she make me like choose between the studio and the actress, uh, I'll probably most of the time we're gonna go for the the actor. But um, mm-hmm. not not you know, Canadian though. She's Canadian. Oh well, fuck her then. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry if I knew that. Um, it's all over now. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, so but but otherwise, I really, I really did enjoy the film, uh, and there were some pretty pretty brutal stabbings in it. Um, yeah, I really don't know where they go from here. I'm sure they'll figure something out. Uh, so that like I said, so but I did enjoy that, and then um, the things with Creed three, good film. Um, I had also small problems with it. Uh, there were there were four minor and made me wonder if maybe this was stuff on the uh, might have been on the cutting room floor. Um, but it co-stars Jonathan Majors as the uh, antagonist in the film, and uh, like I saw the film and I come out of, and like within a day, like he's being accused of of beating up his girlfriend, and um, all these stories are starting to come out about him, and it's weird because oh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, now and and I want to be perfectly clear: these are allegations. I am not taking his side, and I am not prosecuting him. I have no idea the truth of anything that's going on. But I'm only going to look at this from a purely selfish point of view. And as a fan of the superhero films, he was cast as the major villain for the new, for the latest Marvel films. And has been in the Loki TV series. He'll be in the second season of Loki. He was just in the lead villain in Ant-Man Quantumania. And is going to be the major villain on the same way Thanos was the major villain of the first three phases of, of Marvel. And I find it hard to believe if this if these stories are true, and I cannot emphasize how big that word if is, that Disney would hinge this multi-billion dollar franchise on an actor who I think is killing it in the role. Yes. And they didn't do and did not do basic homework. To realize if these stories are true, you know, that they would have still hired him. Isn't he the big bad in Creed well, 3, too? I mean, he's like yeah, he's in everything big bad right in Creed now. Three, and, yeah. and he gives a great performance there, a little bit, but he gives a great performance there. Um, and I and I know, Phil, you hated uh, Lovecraft Country. I thought he's oh, I think he did it. I think he did a good job in that. Oh, yeah. yeah as an actor, he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. I don't think he did a bad job there. I think he was really good in as playing Kang as a villain in Marvel that I've never particularly cared for. Uh, but he works really well for me in that role because uh, he manages to convey intelligence and menace and does a really good Bond villain kind of thing. Hey, Mike. And man, it'd be terrible for this guy's whole career to get flushed down the toilet because he's an asshole. Of course, <laughs> if he's an asshole, I don't, you know, I won't feel too badly for him. But uh, let's, it'll just let's, be let's back up to Creed for a second. Um, yeah. I believe Creed three was uh, Michael B. Jordan's first uh, debut as a director. Yeah. Uh, how do you do? Yeah. Good uh, I think as a director, I think he did well. I don't think he. There's there's one thing in the film that feels like a director's choice. Yeah. Right. And obviously a lot of things in the film are director's choice, but where like you go, the director's calls attention to himself and it's in the bout between Creed and Jonathan Majors and 
where everything falls away and they basically remove the crowd and it's just the two guys boxing as because the idea is to that they're just Isolate so intense them. Yeah. that they're isolated. And yeah. that's a that's a stylistic choice where you go, this is the director putting his finger on it and saying this is something I want to do. And it worked. Cool. Right. Um, okay. to me it worked. But it's not like like I I didn't take notice of it the way I first took notice of David Fincher when I saw Alien Three. And his sure. directing had a unique style that I immediately grabbed onto. Or whatever you thought of the, the, the film itself. It certainly has a unique visual style. Yeah, but um, in your so estimation, you put forward a competent effort? I think it was comp. Yeah, it wasn't horrible. Cool. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, I, I think that the, film, the movie worked. I don't know that he could have overcome a horrible script. Um, but he had a decent script to work with. It was an interesting story, an interesting idea. Um. Which just is sort of like Rocky Three was about, you know, the eye of the tiger about him becoming complacent. This is about a guy who's kind of lost touch with his old neighborhood, his old community, and you know, um, he's kind of run away from that because of his success. He's left mm-hmm. all that behind. So that's what it's talking about. And it, we like the, the other films, and I, it's weird because I don't give a shit about boxing, but I like. Why? But the Rocky films are good. Rocky films are there. There's good boxing and, movies. And, and, and Creed is really just a continuation of Rocky films. Right. Yep. There is, however, no Stallone in this. Yeah, that's fine. Um, well, because there's only so many times you can go back to Rocky as Mickey. And the reality is it's that Stallone, there, there's a rights issue. And Stallone's in a feud with the other producer slash owner of the rights. And yeah, I don't care about any of that. I'm saying, but that, that's why he's not. The character in and of itself is enough to keep going. And I think Michael, yeah, and Michael B. Jordan is good enough. Um, so, yeah, but I I liked it a lot. And uh, and, that, and that's my uh, point. You you don't you don't need to keep on bringing back the same actors in the same. No, you world. don't. No, and this is a thing that Hollywood even, even though even though Rock is is truly Stallone. I mean, he he was the one that wrote the script and everything. So, so oh, yeah, he's yeah. the man. He's he's the owner. Yeah, and they just did uh, an episode of uh, Writers Blockbusters, the podcast I've mentioned a few times on on this podcast. They just did an episode yep. about Rocky that I'll be curious to listen to. Indeed. Uh, anything else, Mike? Uh, I think that's it. Any news or anything? I know you always have. Well, oh, the Jonathan Majors one, which is which is just it because you watch everybody on the internet fighting and people have just made up their mind. Yeah, uh, before they even know anything. And what, what, is, say, oh, oh, what is this? But no, it just came out that they have video evidence showing he's innocent. And you look, Ooh. you see the video evidence was claimed by the lawyer, but hasn't been shown. What are you talking so, about? What is this? The Jonathan Majors thing. Jonathan Majors thing? What? Oh, you, you mean... He was just mean, talking about it for 10 minutes. You, 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 mean, you, you mean the Lovecraft <laughs> country guy? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, and you know the idea that people are taking what the defense attorney as, as gospel truth is laughable. Again, I'm not judging one way or another. I don't know. We we should have learned that lesson through um, to me too. Uh, Johnny Depp and the season sorry and others uh, just wait and, and Bill Cosby going the other way. Right. Uh, it's listen to everything and then make up your mind. Right. Right. Um, what else? Um, oh, yes. Yes. So for me, um, uh, well, I did go to Monster Mania. I mean, I don't know if I even talked about this, but I went to Monster Mania. I in, yeah, I think I did in Pennsylvania. So that, that was Creature Feature Weekend. Monster Mania is in New Jersey. Oh, you're right. I screwed up. So oh. I don't even know what I'm talking about. So I went to Creature Feature Weekend, uh, which was mid March. Sure. 
um, and I went for the Friday night, and um, yeah, that was it was pretty good. Um, it was a good trip all around because I was able to go see the United '93 um, uh, Memorial um, out near Pittsburgh, um, and then. Um, what else have I done? Uh, some video games. Oh, I, I bought uh, Mike. I, I bought the new remastered version because uh, I haven't played it since it originally came out. Uh, Resident Evil Four. Um, so I'm going to replay that uh, with the new remastered version of it. Uh, I will pick that up when it goes on sale. I played that game to death yeah, when it first came out. Yeah. When it first came out, and I still maintain I think it's too long. I think the whole castle scene feels like a separate game. Um, yes, I, I can't even remember that. I remember the mine part, but yeah. um, but it's with the little dwarf guy you know, who you fight in the yeah, giant okay. suit at the end. Yeah, oh, but, yeah, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. You know, I, but I, I thought, and yes, it's different. I understand why people don't like it because of the way it changed the franchise. I get that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's as a game itself. However, you you judge it as a Resident Evil thing. As a game itself, it's a great game. Like I said, I'm, I already have enough I want to play through that I can wait for that to, to go on sale this Christmas for 19.99. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and a lot of other good games are coming out too, including uh, Dead Island 2 and uh, Street Fighter. Hopeful. Yeah, right. Hopeful Street Fighter 6, I think it is, is the next one. And then is um, as as Barrett knows, um, uh, Diablo 4, is it? I think. Yeah. Well, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah. I I pre-purchased that. Oh, you did? On I Xbox? did because because they said there was a beta. There was. That you could access if you pre-purchased it. The last. Two I weekends. did not realize that the beta was for a limited time, so I fucked myself. Uh, oh, you didn't get the special rewards. See, my computer crashed, so but I was able to finish it off before my computer crashed. So yeah, so so like I got busy with work and and I just thought it was something I could go back to, but nope, it's over. I get no beta. Oh well. But what 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 ah. special awards? I I find like a lot of the special awards you get in games are just not often worth it. Like it's they're it's not, exclusive. but. Get this exclusive suit of armor that you wear that like oh, until yeah. you get to level three, and then you find something way better and cooler. The, and only, so the just, only only ones I ever purchased, the, the you know the the special stuff uh, awards or whatever is is the ones when when you get to play uh, the girl in a bikini. <laughs> of course. Like, how, All right, how do uh, we not know that? Please raise your hand if you are surprised. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the what you get in this is titles, so you kind of get like bragging rights. But you know, there's gonna be so many people that pre-ordered. What does it matter? Yeah, but yeah, see, right. I'm I'm an old school gamer. When back from the days when gamer gaming was for uh, antisocial losers, so yeah, bragging yeah. rights completely defeats the purpose of that. Right. It's you know your your bragging rights were putting three initials on a game and hope they don't unplug it. Uh, <laughs> Right. No, I'm, I've been a Diablo fan long enough, like back when the original yeah, Diablo came yeah. out. Yeah, I had too. no idea. Like, Eric, you you had to you. do everything in that game with a mouse click. Yes. Um, and there was one day I played the game for like eight hours straight, I think. Yeah, and too. then that night I went bowling. And when I went bowling, I got a ball where the finger holes were a little bit too wide. Um, so the combination of eight hours of mouse clicking and then bowling with an improperly sized ball, um, did something that totally fucked up my neck. Um, 
And so like I woke up the next morning and I literally could not turn my head without pain. Um, so I actually injured myself playing Diablo. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that, that's coming out. So that'll be exciting. Um, um, so yeah, there's a lot of good games coming out. Uh, I also, um, been playing uh, resident evil, the village again, because my girls wanted to play it again. And, uh, uh, mostly it's me playing it and they watch because every time uh, it's their turn to play a, a zombie or something will appear and they go, all right, here, dad, yeah, take over. I don't know. what." I'm... And so I would, I would take over. So it's really me. They're, them watching basically the game as if like it's a movie because I'm playing it. Uh, so we just finished uh, lady Dimitrescu's castle. And now we're uh, heading to um, the doll mansion uh next so uh and that's a really good part too uh that my kids love so um a lot of resident evil the village uh best game ever um i thought far cry 5 was the best game yeah ever. that oh by far that is so best. which one is it it can't be both well let me rephrase <laughs> is the best character ever <laughs> but the best game ever is is Far Cry Five by far? Game, so awesome. Um, Which movie is the best movie ever? Uh, so my favorite movie is, is Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, but but <laughs> but but I'm more known to say Taxi Driver is the best film ever. So, mm-hmm. And uh, Taylor Swift. No, no. My point there is that you say it about everything. about a dozen movies a year. That's well, I what think I'm there trying can to point be, out. I think there can be ten movies at once that can be best movie ever. <laughs> well, here's the thing: you can be the best movie. You can have multiple best movies ever, as long as like it's the latest one that you saw, because then that supplants the previous best movie ever. It's right. when you go back and right. dethrone the, the the new king, and you, you just it it just results in chaos and people <laughs> in the king. It is. It, it's it's more of a running meme. Than anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. And have I done anything else? Uh, FYI, you I really sent, you, a, I sent you a photograph of my i wa- my Apple Watch so you can turn off your Siri. Oh, okay. Mostly, you really need to get the girls to play those fighting games with you so you can beat oh, the, the shit out of them legally. No, no, we do it all the time, and and they're <laughs> actually pretty damn good. They, we play Injustice League too, like every day, and it's like fatality. They, oh no, no, we don't, my my oldest doesn't like Mortal Kombat because she's too scared of the blood, but so we're not allowed to play that when nah. when we're playing with her. But we usually play Injustice League too, and um, they win. As much as I do, and Dead Dead or Alive as well, Dead or Alive Six, uh, they win as much as I do. They're they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Um, oh, and I also opened up my new Xbox that has actually been in the box for fourteen months. Um, <laughs> Did you get uh, the X series? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. I'm gonna X- say because they've come out with a new one, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what it was is I bought it, it. You know, you couldn't get it for like a year, right? Because they were yeah because of the chip problem and all that. And then suddenly Microsoft emailed me like in 2021 Christmas saying, uh, you are been chosen as a person that can order it. So I immediately just ordered it. And then it came and, but all my games were, were still loaded on the old Xbox. And that one, 
I could keep on um, playing all the the new games because all the new games kept on still showing up for that one. But then Resident Evil 4, when I bought it, it says uh, you have to have XS to play it. Or And so I, so I said, all right, it's time to open up the new one. And so I opened up the new one now. And then I installed some of the fight games and, and Resident Evil, the village and stuff on, on that one too. Uh, I don't, I don't know how, uh, which, which generation your last one was. Um, uh, but I found oh, the upgrade to X series to be pretty significant. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have my the last... one before it, would you say it's worth going to that one from the one before it? I, I skipped that one. So I'm not sure I went, I went from, from Xbox one X to X series. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I have, uh, I went to one and I did the 360, right? That's the next one. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the one that I was, I was using, uh, for the past year and a half. And then, uh, I'm still using it because I have a lot Xbox of Xbox 360, the next box one. Yeah. yeah. Well, either way, one. I, yeah, whatever the one is before the newest, I have that one. I, I basically bought the, every new version of Xbox as they've come. I got, I got to say, this is this, Microsoft took its naming Yes, terrible. The Rambo franchise. (laughs) Yeah, it it is confusing. I don't like it. Yeah, first console. Yeah, Yeah, say what you will about Sony, they know how to name their consoles. Exactly, I would concur with that. Um, So, um, yeah, so I opened that up. So, so uh, I I am playing. I have haven't used it too much yet, but it'll be interesting to see how uh, nice it is using like the new Street Fighter. Or Dead Island Two, or something like that. When it comes out, um, I'll buy it so I can play it on. I, uh, I actually switched over because Pam commandeered my uh, my my Xbox One. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I love playing it. And Pam likes to play Rock Band, which you know we still had, which was actually going back to 360. Yeah. Yeah, she's a musician. She actually paid for like the professional drum set. Yeah, sure. Oh, that, okay. and, cool. And and so now she just sits in her office and plays it. Um, and I could just hear I'm downstairs hearing like tappity 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 because she's got like the headphones on or whatever. You don't really hear the music mm. much, but you just, right, right, right. And because you're tapping on plastic, you hear tappity 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 as opposed to hearing actual music. Yeah. Um, but then I didn't have anything to play, so. Gotcha. So you. Have, so you have, I just wanted. I just one. said fuck it, let her take it and <laughs> stop. Yeah. yeah, trying to commandeer. Yeah. So so what? Uh, right now I have both Xboxes connected to the same TV, but I may move uh, the prior one up to upstairs into the toy room so the girls can play up there, too. Um, but yeah, yeah, Dead Alive 2. Uh, not 2, 6. 6, that was a great one. Um, but yeah, all, all good. So that's all I've been doing. Mostly I've been reading. I've been reading my iPad, not iPad, my iPhone keeps on saying, you've reached your reading limit, because I'm reading I, um, Apple books as I'm, I'm buying them through there and uh so i'm just right reading about united 93 for the past like three months now so well, I've actually been, that happened a while ago yeah i know but but i've been i, I started reading a lot of books on, on on it and um not and actually for the past year and a half the only books i've read have been all about 9-11 so i did the, the ones about the tower and now you should I'm, take a break and read uh oh i don't know say um eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, I know. I saw. <laughs> that's <laughs> 11 that we were supposed to do an episode on. That's true. That's true. That's Bill, true. If, you're, if you're looking for something to read, I've got like 49 student applications for Honor Society that are just gathering dust. 
<laughs> and, and, and five chemistry textbooks that need reviewing. So yeah, no, no, no. I'll st- I'm going to stick with the the nonfiction. Want, just, just, just uh, uh, historical people. interest books. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, I, well, if you pay me, maybe we'll do it. Um, so. <laughs> That's about yeah. I'll do anything for money as long as it's, it's not. Oh, anything. Okay. Now, if it, as long as it it doesn't <laughs> destroy my dignity, even even though ha- having to read all the stuff that Mike suggests may actually destroy my dignity, but especially if I'm I'm doing it for money. Um, and, and I will also say, you know, have you uh, have you rewatched the movie? Oh well, that's yes, I have. I, I rewatched it a couple of days ago, and 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 just let me just say that it could possibly be a cinema a la carte episode. I was I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, movie? Exactly. United ninety three. Ninety three. Oh, gotcha. By Greengrass. Yeah. yeah. And and I will say I remember oh, complaining about that. that. What did you say? Paul Greengrass, the uh, the director. Yeah, 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 yeah him. Yeah, yeah I, I, I ate. Mm, maybe United ninety three is better, but I hated what he did with the Bourne movies. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, so he's like that 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 uh, composer that does movies that always bothers you. What's his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. I'm What's not going to say his name. <laughs> uh, but Mike, you now talking. I want to know. <laughs> I forget his name, but Eric, yeah, I don't. I'm just not going to say it. Yeah. You don't have to um, anyway, what's um, no, it's just interesting because I remember when that came out, people said it was too soon, and I'm thinking it's been over. It's been over 20 years now, and I think it's going. It's probably an interesting time capsule. Um, yeah. As a historical record, right? Because it's capturing certainly the feel of the moment. Right. And I think he did a, a, a. It seems to me he did a valiant attempt at telling something kind of straight. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't like the what was it the one from uh, the 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 uh, World Trade Center with Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, pretty good though. I enjoyed that one. So. Yeah. That actually may have been Nicolas Cage's re- last real film before he went indie, but I can't remember. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but yeah, that was a little ham fisted, and that was by Oliver Stone. That one. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we can get into our final thoughts on this film here. But before we do, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. What is that called? And what episode are you now on? Oh, I don't know. It's called the Scancy Podcast. That's spelled A S K A N C I T Y. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. You're probably on like five fifty though, right? Like no. Oh, yeah, five twenty-five. I I don't know. You forget. Huh? <laughs> Five something. That's all I know. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, Barrett, myself, and you, and Mike, and a couple other co-hosts uh, like Kevin Letts and Amy Rain are going to be doing uh, episodes on on uh, another podcast. What's that all about? Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews. Mike already mentioned it earlier, but we'll be doing the James Gunn, The Suicide Squad, as well as Peacemaker. Um, and we may have some other things coming up, so look out for that. Yep, absolutely. And uh, Mike, uh, me, you, and Eric are doing another podcast, uh, generally monthly now, and uh, we got one coming up in a couple of weeks. What's that going to be all about? Yeah, that's What's Sit Mal- uh, That's podcast, which was started because we were arguing over whether or not Mission Impossible films were dark discussions material. In order to solve that problem so we could talk about the Mission Impossible films, we set up a separate podcast to discuss movies that are not necessarily dark discussions material. And several years later, we still have yet to discuss a single one of these seven Mission Impossible movies. Uh, <laughs> or is it six? Six Mission Impossible movies. Number seven is on its way. Um, yeah, so that's that. And our latest film uh, was Michael Clayton. 
Uh, before that was uh, a very long hiatus before we got to 12 Monkeys. Um, and I don't remember what we had before that. I remember we had like Inside Out and uh, Flash Gordon and Collateral and a bunch of others. Uh, and we, we take turns rotating. And uh, I've picked a 1970s disaster film for our next film, which Eric hates me for. So, I mean, not for that specifically. That's just one. Don't worry. I already hated you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> this didn't change anything. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Oh, it's just just a little extra, uh, extra in right. the wound. All right, sounds good. Uh, also, uh, we just uh, me Barrett, Mike, and uh, Sean Fox. Oh, actually, I think Sean Fox will be joining us for those Halloween boutiques too. But uh, uh, we just wrapped up a podcast uh, called uh, "The Rise of the Cordyceps Infected," uh, a one a Last of Us podcast based on the HBO. Uh, television series season one of uh, The Last of Us, which is based off a of video game. So uh, you can uh, go and check that uh, that podcast too. We have nine episodes where we discussed the entire season. Oh, uh, just as a heads up, um, it just jogged my memory when you when you said that. Um, there's a podcast called The King Cast, which talks about Stephen King material, um, and they recently had a guest on. Um, trying to look it up right now who uh was the voice of ellie um uh ashley johnson um she was the voice of ellie in the in the video games um yeah yeah she was actually and i believe she plays her mom in in the show um so they they have an episode with her talking about uh (laughs) the movie the lawnmower man uh so interested in that you can find that over there Right. Oh, so they just had her on as a guest to talk Stephen King, even though yeah. she's yeah, right, right. yeah. And actually, her her five minute, well, maybe ten minutes scene in The Last of Us may have been the best scene of the entire show. To be honest, cool. it was pretty awesome. Actually, a scene yeah. with a zombie in it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty awesome too because she she plays uh, a pregnant woman being that's about to give birth that's getting attacked by a zombie it was, it was pretty awesome no, they, they talked about some of the uh, practical effects uh in that scene with her uh and she was talking about how she was she was terrified because the 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 baby has to look all goopy um and they used ky jelly for that and and she was terrified that she was going to drop the baby on the floor because it was all slippery <laughs> right right yeah and it was a real baby they weren't just using it like a dummy yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. It, well, let's pray to God that that baby doesn't remember, uh, because as we know, most children that are in Hollywood become uh, and have horrible lives. Yeah. Usually it's not. Remember the kid who played the infant? Well, they went on to become a crack addict. Now, it's usually you have to be like five. Six. Yeah, they have to be. Well, that, that's that's what I was traumatized. saying. I, I was making a joke, Mike, by saying you have to be like a Danny Bonaducci type. Like I said, I was hoping to make a joke. It was it, it may not have been funny, but like because obviously I wasn't meaning the baby. Don't quit your day job, Phil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mike had to ruin everything. He um, another reason to, to hate it, Mike, right, Eric? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You, you, you kind of told a bad non-joke, so yeah, that's right. I, I'm kind of with Mike on this one. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Plus, you hate me too, so so it's just, it's just, I hate all people. They suck. Sure enough. All right. No, so, we'll talk about the kid who played Sam. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So, uh, let's give our final thoughts on this film here Candyland. Uh, and so, uh, I will start. Um, we'll go in the same order as before. Uh, 
Uh, I actually thought this movie was really good. I thought this was possibly one of the, the best horror films we saw this year. Again, we're only three months in, but um, I think it's solid enough that it will be remembered at the end of the year for my top ten uh, list. Um, the Owens uh, well, let me use the not the actor's name, but the character's name. Levi's death could be uh, a kill of the year. Um, there was a lot of um, uh, good twists in it, so I, I, I would give it a big thumbs up and a high recommend. And now let's go with Barrick. I mean, Barrick. <laughs> Barrick, go ahead. Ah, it was a movie that I enjoyed. I thought it was fairly good. I still felt like there was something missing in it, but. Um, after talking about it, uh, I mean, maybe that's the intent of the movie. I don't know. But um, it's not best movie ever for me. <laughs> it, it may hit the top ten by the end of the year. It just depends on what's between now and then. All right. Sounds good. And, yeah, maybe maybe it was intentionally making you feel that way because it's like, should I like these characters? Should I not? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, Eric, what do you got? Um, I didn't care for the beginning of this movie, but I uh, enjoyed the ending of the movie, leaving me with an overall mediocre feeling about this movie. Uh, didn't love it, didn't hate it, thought it was decent. And it probably won't make my top ten at the end there. But it's in my top ten right now because I haven't even seen ten horror movies yet. All right, sounds good. And Mike? Yeah, I like the film. Uh, as I said, this is a film film, so no surprise it's on the top of his list. Um I agree with Eric that the beginning is skeevy, but it's supposed to be skeevy, so I, I didn't dislike it. It's it's uncomfortable, but uh, it's, that's kind of the point of it. Um, and then things ramp up a bit from there. I, I thought it was a solid film. Uh, I will not say it's a home run. I would say maybe it's a, a solid double. Uh, and I didn't feel the budget, which sometimes we can on very low budget films. And a good example of that is the one that we reviewed last week, whose name I completely forgotten. Uh, what was the one we reviewed last week? Phil? <laughs> they wait. Uh, in the dark. Yeah, they wait in the dark. Oh ah, yes, uh, that was it. They wait in the dark, also known as generic horror movie title number seventeen. Um, unlike uh, you know some of the others that we've covered. Uh, just, uh, yeah, the hard titles all start to blend together. Um, Say what you will about Dracula, at least you know what the movie's about. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so no, I definitely recommend it. I definitely would give it a solid recommend, especially if you like your more dark drama slash, you know, realistic sort of horror films. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's worth watching. Hey, Mike, what, what was just, it? Just don't, just don't watch it with small children or your parents. Now, Mike, uh, what was your, your point uh, comparing it to last week's? film again is that the last week you could tell the budget was low gotcha gotcha it was still a good film but it was was clearly low budget in this case i don't know what the budget is i don't think it's very much but i don't i never felt that there was a budget limitation on it sure yeah i would concur with everything you said there yep about both films um all right sounds good so uh once again uh the film is called candyland uh, on a side note, uh, Jason Lloyd of Horror Failure, or, or the old Horror Failure, um, he still reviews films on uh, on uh, Facebook, and uh, he says uh, this is um, a really great slasher film. He's huge into slasher films, and, and this is kind of like a slasher film, um, and one of his uh, top films so far this year, too. Uh, his number one film this year, Mike, is, is Sick. So there you go. Um, so uh, you can check this film out wherever VOD is found. Um, so it's fairly 
cheap rental, uh, you know, like uh, four ninety nine or something like that. Uh, I purchased it for twelve ninety nine. Uh, took a shot because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to when I was going to be able to watch it, and I didn't want to start it and then go, oh shoot, now I only have twenty four hours to watch it. Uh, but I am glad I bought it because it's uh, it'll be a film that I'll probably watch again. Um, so uh, check it out if uh, sounds interesting to you. And with all that stated, Eric, why don't you do this up? Thanks for tuning in. Let's uh, talk about Candyland. Come back next week. We'll have another topic.